Welcome, everyone. As you know, my name is Craig Gray. You're on the Peace Walker podcast. And today is a special day because I'm interviewing a lovely lady by the name of Chris Wozink, world traveler, entrepreneur, Peace Walker. Um, so I'm excited to chat with her about some really cool stuff today about empowering the world. And uh, before we get into that, though, if you want to embrace this Peace Walker lifestyle more intimately and gain the skills that can help you along your way, get on my six-day defense program. If you go to sixdaydefense.com, it's all spelled out except for the dot, you're going to get access to a handful of very short videos that's going to train you in not only the physical defensive tactics, but how to be a tough target, how to survive a conflict, how to start defending yourself, and it's going to plant the seeds to develop inside of you how to be a better peace walker so how you can develop peace walk peace inside of you and bring that peace all around you and you get it for absolutely free it's my free home study course and all you need is your email address so go to go to sixdaydefense.com all spell out except for the dot you'll get access to that entire program and if that wasn't enough there's more you get my almost daily emails so either uh, thank you or I'm sorry, but uh, it will help to inspire you a little bit almost every day. And I tell stories from my own life and from the lives of our community members about how they take this technology, these skills, this clarity, this perspective of being a peace walker and how they actually utilize it in their everyday real lives and careers, how they work with their families and friends and people they don't even know to resolve conflict and to live a better, bigger, more powerful life. So there you go. Sixdaydefense.com. Aside from that, so you may know if you've been listening to any of these podcasts of late, that I've been trying to get into the groove, mainly from a techno technological standpoint, but I've been trying to get into the groove of doing more interviews. And you may recognize Chris from one of the earlier interviews we did. And this is another one. So hopefully I will get my head and mind and skills around the technology a little bit better. So I'll begin doing more of these interviews. So without further ado, I want to welcome Chris Wazink. And I'm going to unmute you here, or actually you got to unmute yourself. And first and foremost, there we go. First and foremost, how's it going, Chris? Hey, Craig, going great. Good. Well, I appreciate you being on the show again. And we have some pretty cool and exciting things to talk about because I'm going to have you introduce yourself. Because to be honest with you, even though you're like the international woman of mystery, you're traveling and globe trotting all over, um, I really couldn't dig up a very complete or adequate bio on you. So rather than me going from memory and trying and flubbing things up, I thought you could just take a second or two to introduce yourself, tell a little bit about your, um, your past and what you do and what you've done and your... Um, relation to our community yeah so if you tried looking at, at uh, linkedin or facebook 
there's not much anymore. <laughs> no, so yeah, it's a little intentional. Um, I don't blame yeah, you. so I think the last time that we uh talked, well, um, did an interview, I still owned UBU furniture. You did, so that, you were actually in it. We we did the interview at UBU, mm -hmm. probably more comfortable uh seating over there. Uh, yeah, so. I, I spent my career as owner of um, home furnishing stores, and uh, that was a great career. I ended up selling out about a year and a half ago. Um, one of the most joyful experiences of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I will have to say I got to, uh, I spent the last year and a half with a capital R retired, unbelievably happy to do that until I, uh, three weeks ago when I, I am no longer retired. <laughs> so um, I had the opportunity to start up a new company and am now turning my passion. The thing I've done as a volunteer for the last probably 15 years into career encore, my encore career, I guess. Nice. So, doing some world mission consulting type things. Do you, did you, do you have a, what's the name of the organization? Oh, it's an interesting name. Uh, I get a lot of questions about what does that mean? So it's called consider. I like it. I like it a lot. Do you, do you have any website or anything uh, as of yet? No, I got letterhead. That's okay. about as far as I got. Uh, well, when um, you when you do, let me know, and we'll put it on the uh, show notes and that. So if anybody wants to consider, <laughs> they can yeah. know where to find it. Yeah, I will. Um, and actually, as I was thinking about talking to you about Peace Walker, and I was thinking about how that intersected with how I decided to um, name it consider and kind of what went into that and there's some interesting intersections there that we've not talked about Ooh, ooh, i like it so yeah. nice some interesting more interesting fodder to talk about today mm -hmm. very cool um and also can you um share a little bit about your your experience with the faith community. I, obviously, the I'm assuming consider is faith-based. It is, yeah. So um, uh, sort of the rest of my story, I am married, been married 40 years this summer. Uh, my husband is uh, currently a pastor. We didn't start out that way. I don't think he ever intended to go that route. I certainly never <laughs> intended to be a pastor's wife. But right. here we are. And uh, it's pretty awesome, actually. Got two sons, which is also interesting. Um, and yeah, so I don't have any official role at the church and never have, but I've always been super passionate about world missions. Um, very interested always in other cultures. And love uh, variety and differences and seeing common threads through the faith communities um, in different cultures. 
So I love finding the commonality there. And you're very adventurous too. I mean, so that, that suits your personality. You're like the Indiana Jones of uh, mission work, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that um, getting people out of their comfort zone is a great way to help them explore who they are and who God is. So, yeah. Absolutely. A little bit of shared adversity helps bring bring us closer to ourselves, I think, to other people and absolutely to that, to God and our higher power. Mm -hmm. uh, Sometimes just gotta, it takes, it takes some challenge like that to kind of shake us out of our, you know, out of our same old, same old. Yeah. And, you know, I, I love, especially taking teenagers, especially in the West Michigan area, we grow up in uh rather, probably less homogenous than it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Oh yeah. But still to, you know, even taking teenagers, we used to be youth leaders, you know, into uh, inner city Chicago was a great experience. But, you know, when you can go to the Dominican, Dominican Republic or now um, I'm getting pretty involved in Uganda, that is a whole different thing. Yeah, that's one of our subjects for today is about Uganda. But um, before we get into that, can you share a little bit about your relationship with our community? Oh, yeah. So I first met you very close to my 50th birthday. So Is, is that um, your birthday gift to yourself? The, uh... <laughs> yeah, the gift that keeps on giving black keep... and blue marks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, leading a couple months before my 50th, I decided that um, I needed to address one of my bucket list items, which was martial arts, right? The love of Chuck Norris. Right. And... His, his mom, not to interrupt you, but his mom just turned 102 or three, I think, 102. Serious. Yeah, his mom, I can't remember her, her name now, but I was just reading, yeah, his mom turned on May, the beginning of May, his mom turned 102. She was born in 1921. So that's where he got his good genes. Seriously, right? And she looks great. Yeah. Apparently she's very, uh, uh, she's just very sharp still, and she's still very mobile. And and uh, yeah, because he's got to be in his 80s. Yeah, yeah, he like is. He's like 81, 79, 81, something like that. Yeah. He's right uh, in there. Uh -huh. he, uh, he's a stud. There's no question. <laughs> he's inspired a lot of people to take martial arts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of good things going on. But, uh, you know, to going for nearing 50, I had no idea where to look. And um, like I had heard somebody talk a couple years prior. And had mentioned Krav Maga, and I'm like, what? I had no idea what that was, but I remembered there was an Israel connection, and I had been to Israel several years before that. So I just recalled that. And so I Googled something about Israel and martial arts, and your name came up. Hey. Yeah. So I swung by, and I got to say, um, I was talking to a new person at the academy last night, Lisa, and I was sharing with her, I just feel like I hit the jackpot running into you, Mr. Craig Gray. Oh, well, thank um, you. I, I feel yeah. the same about you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, because it was a total 
um, you know, I did not know what I was looking for. I knew that I wanted to learn offense as well as defense. I wanted a well-rounded martial arts experience, but with that offense, I wanted um, ethics. Yeah. But I had no idea what that meant. Well, and the funny part is too, is a lot of people, by the time they figure it out, it's too late. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, well, uh, well, you I know, unless they really have an adverse experience or a really good experience, but a lot of times somewhere in the middle, you just get like, you know, many people, you just get inundated and almost, you know, um, uh, inoculate is not the right term, but you know, it's, you, you get into whatever you get into and like, that's it. And it's too late. So I'm glad you ended up in our doorstep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, every, I'm sure there are other great academies around, but sure. I think that what you do is totally unique. Um, and had I started someplace else, I probably would have been there for a little while and then said, okay, that's enough for martial arts and, you know, check that bucket list item off. Uh, but now it's been almost nine years. I was going to say, I was going to ask you how long it's been. It's got to be... tell you how old I am. <laughs> you are, you are 29 in your heart. Yeah. 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 yeah the whole goal of uh, making black belt by age 60 I think this knee replacement threw a little tank into that, but uh, 60-ish. 60-ish. We're still going towards that. Um, you're on the right path. I mean, you're making good headway. Yeah. Yeah. We're, so, we're getting close. Yeah. But and uh, there's the Peace Walker um, community, because I know it's a little confusing for folks out there, some listeners maybe, but there's two communities that are one. It's uh, Peace Walker and then... And then Chris is talking about our local academy, our local Krav Maga Academy, and they're very, very directly related. So we have some community members that are both in our Peace Walker community and in our local academy. And then we have even more people who are just in Peace Walker who have never stepped foot in the academy. Some of them have never met me directly, aside from, you know, maybe online here or there. Um, so that is kind of challenging sometimes for people to get their mind around. It's not that complicated, but we're talking about two communities that are one and you are in both, right? You are also in our Peace Walker community. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's when I say I hit the jackpot, not only learning the physical tactics um, with Krav Maga and all the other aspects that you bring in with uh, martial arts but the peace walker and the whole ethics stuff it you know we may have slightly different angles that we come at that from but it is it hits my heart as true and uh i the 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 um the tenets of peace walking um, they touch probably, you know, most, most ways that I look at life. Yeah. I just don't label it as a religious slant and I do that very intentionally. So it is open to others and you could call it humanism. You could, I mean, there are philosophical, you know, um, stoicism and humanism that do support it. Um, but, you know, I, I grew up in the Christian, you know, 
belief. So there's that. Um, and it's not that I'm, I've made anything up. It's not, it's not like I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm making new Dianetics or anything. <laughs> it's just, it's just a good solid ethical grounding. And one that, uh, is, you know, most good least harm for everybody. I pull a lot from my instructors and mentors like Jack Hoban, Dr. Robert Humphrey, uh, Joseph Campbell, who I've never met, but I consider him a mentor uh, early on. Uh, my father, my grandfather, my mother, my grandmother. I came up from a very loving family, um, very traditional value family. And then obviously there are a lot of things in the martial arts, being that I started when I was six and now I'm you know, 52. But uh, there's a lot of things in the martial arts that are all about ethics. And many martial arts embrace that. So, so Peace Walker is my, uh, my, how do you want to say, my path or my expression of it. And I try to make it accessible for all because a lot of my work is done professionally. So I do, meaning I teach professionals who have brought me in, like police officers, military personnel, security teams, teachers, um, healthcare workers and hospitals, uh, counselors, and they have to have a systematic approach that is accessible. It's simple enough, but it's, but it's getting us and them where they need to go on an ethical high ground and how that relates to everything that we do. But, but this show today is not about me and mine. It's about you and yours. So thank you very much for, for that. But you've been a wonderful um, contributor to the community and it wouldn't be the same without you. And I appreciate you being part of it and joining me today on this. And speaking of like Peace Walker and the, the Krav Maga martial arts, um, you had the opportunity to go to Uganda and teach some ladies there, not only the physical tactics, which I want you to talk about a little bit, but also this ethic of being a protector and this ethic of being a peace walker. Can you uh, share a little bit of your, of your journey with us? Yeah, it's, I uh, really did not expect to end up doing what I did, but um, about a year ago, I went to Uganda um, to kind of check out to vet a woman who wanted to start a residential home for teenage girls that got pregnant not by their choice okay. during COVID years. So these were girls, the youngest was nine years old up uh -huh. to about 15. Um, Uganda had a complete shutdown for two years and yeah. um, it was really, really hard times there. Just a lot of things that should not have gone on in the villages. A lot of things around the world. But uh, this one small town had uh, 3,000 girls that found themselves pregnant. Um, Are you serious? Yes. How big do you know how what the population was of the town? I don't know. I know that it is the president of Uganda talked about it as a national um, emergency, but Dr. Betty Udongo was the woman that we met to, went to meet. And we were with her for about 10 days as part of, 
a conference, but then she was able to show us the land and we spent enough time with her that we built some trust and everything. And so we did end up having our church, Keystone Community Church, building a partnership with her um, to help her uh, realize, to help resource what she wanted to do with building this residential home. So she ended up taking 20 girls and their babies who were um, by now from nine months to about two years old into this home. And then another 20 girls and their babies, she didn't have room to have them live there, but they are um, coming every day. So uh, she's been providing social services, medical services, and um, an accelerated educational program for them. Nice. And then we're kind of adding in some trauma counseling and all of that. So Randy and I, my husband, were able to go back in November for their grand opening. And when I was there, she, she, oh, I ended up asking the girls who first time I had met them, a question that I was just trying to make polite conversation. I'm like, so what do you girls do for fun? You're right. And I here's 40 Ugandan teenage girls holding their babies, looking at me like, uh, what do you mean? Right. They're just staring we at me. We don't have fun. <laughs> exactly. Like they had never considered that question in their life. So I'm like, well, do you do anything just that you enjoy? And I said, for example, I like to do martial arts. And they looked at me and I said, Krav Maga. And of course they hadn't heard of that. And then I said, karate? And they go, oh, karate. <laughs> and the fun in Uganda is they speak English. Okay. So, um, when, he, when I'm down in the Dominican Republic, there's the language barrier because my Spanish is about this good, but they speak yeah. English. Oh, Thank they, you, colonialism, right? <laughs> right, right. They, um, none of them have ever seen a movie or a video, but they had known a little bit about um, karate or Kung Chuck Fu. Norris. <laughs> they actually, they said Rocky. I'm like, okay. Oh, boxing but that's kind of what they associated it with and so immediately they started doing this kind of stuff and I'm like yeah and I said to them because they were so excited I'm like would you like me to teach you and they started jumping up and down and cheering and that's all nice. of a sudden I'm like oh wow uh now I really I'm into this. I'm only here for a couple of days. I have to think <laughs> about, should I teach you this? What, how culturally would that work? What would right. I teach? And I better talk with uh, Dr. Betty <laughs> to see if this is okay. Yeah. I mean, there are some serious considerations with that when a lot of people don't realize if you haven't traveled outside of the United States or, you know, Canada or wherever you live, if it's a, you know, um, Northern I'm say European, it could be Western European or, you know, up here in Northern America and that, you know, if you've not been to some third world, you know, developing countries and whatnot and Muslim cultures and 
other conservative, you know, it could even be conservative Jewish cultures, conservative Christian cultures, male dominated cultures. You don't know what their beliefs are, their customs are. You can get people in in a lot of not just trouble um, socially, but but trouble physically, mm-hmm. physical peril. Yeah. So um, I I talked to Dr. Betty and her staff about it, and they were very positive about me. Nice. Um, doing a class or two with the girls. Um, so I asked some more questions and all but one had gotten pregnant um, through either rape or incest. Most of them incest. Um, every single girl had not been taught how pregnancy occurs. Wow. They found themselves pregnant not knowing physically that that's what caused pregnancy. So many things we take for granted here. Mm-hmm. You know? A lot of cultural stuff. It's not talked about. It's not taught. Um, and she is doing a lot of education with that there. She mean the doctor? The doctor, yeah. What yeah. was her name again? Dr. Betty Udango. Dr. Betty Udango? Yep. She And she is Ugandan. She, she, she grew up. She's my age. She grew up. She was a teenager when Idi Amin was in yeah so she grew up throughout the civil war there um her personal story is crazy i bet um but she actually spent some time in the parliament she was voted into parliament she was educated she got her doctorates here in michigan Hmm. crazily at um, university of michigan michigan which no, one? At, at Western, her doctor's in botany. Hey, Western. I went to Western. Oh, yeah. One of the, one so, of the many colleges. Though. I never graduated from Western, but I, went, <laughs> I, st- I still had to get back to finish that one up. But <laughs> Yeah, so after living, she, was, she lived here for long enough to have a pretty good understanding of um, how American women live their lives and view the world. And so we've had been able to have some really good conversations about as Americans and when we're there, how, uh, and you know, we, she wants us to show the girls empowered living and to be independent and yet be careful enough that knowing that these girls are going to come out of this time with her with empowerment and education and knowledge and self-identity and and self-worth, but they're still going to be living in their African culture and they're going back to their village and they're going to have to hopefully find a husband and fit back into that uh, cultural communal living and the respect that happens in those homes. And that's, yeah, there's a whole, I mean, yeah. a whole grid of, oh, and let me ask you this too, because I've never been to that part of Africa. Uh, do they live in villages or is it a larger city or what, how, what are their living conditions? So all of the girls there came from very poor places. Um, every one of them. So Nabi is considered a small town. 
But each of the girls grew up in one of what you would consider a grass hut. So one of the round huts with the thatched roof. Yep. Um, the huts are like they, they use cow dung to insulate them and the thatch roof. A few of them probably had the tin roofs. They're kind of moving into the tin, the or the, yeah, the variegated roofs. That's their, their upgrades. Um, the school they're living in, they, we bought, well, all the girls are sleeping on a mattress, probably a four inch mattress with their babies. That's the first time any of them had ever slept on anything other than the ground. Wow. I yeah. Because they went home for Christmas break and the, the kids were crying to go back to the school because they wanted a mattress to sleep on. Right. I mean, once you experience something like that, it's like you don't want to go back. Yeah. So one thing that Dr. Betty is doing, she's teaching them how to farm. So nice. we've got 15 acres. And so she's um, giving each girl who wants to earn money land to um, cultivate and do the work and then is paying them small amounts to do that so they can put money away to purchase a mattress it's like a kibbutz it, it is it's very communal it is yes huh. All, you know, northern uganda is very communal but uh the girls are kind of living like a princess while they're there <laughs> so you know, when they do go back after one, it's a three-stage thing. So they could be there up to three years learning uh, vocational skills and just a whole, it's it's going to be incredible. We're only six months into this with them, but it's going to be And this great. is a new program? Totally new. Yeah. And? And really just started last October. So Wow. And yeah. you were like directly involved in it. That's really cool. And going back in uh, five weeks, we'll be flying back with my first team of 13 people. That is exciting. That is really exciting. Yeah. So they asked you if you could teach them karate, <laughs> self-defense or whatever. And and uh, so what'd you do? Yeah. So I did a little bit of a talk, which I'm so glad I did before starting, um, and just ask them a little bit about themselves. Um, and then I started to talk about why we are, are worth protecting ourselves right. and to see their faces as I was saying, um, that it's not okay that somebody hurt you and that it's okay for you to protect yourself from being hurt and that you are a valuable person. You have value. And I pulled um, God into it. You know, you're nice. valuable because you are a person that God created. And, um, you know, in Peace Walker talk, universal life value, and we kind of interchanged both terms. And the girls just stared at me and many of them started crying. And in processing that with Dr. Betty later, she said, you know, Chris, these girls had only been there about two weeks by the, when I was there in November, she said, they have never in their life been told they are valuable. You know, they're a teenage girl who has gotten pregnant 
and been kicked out of their house, but they have never been told that they have value. And if you can't see the value in yourself, it's hard to see value in others, you know, in a balanced way. Um, and that, you know, that's the foundation. So for you to go over there and help to instill that in them, that's, that is not a small thing. Yeah, it, it was powerful. But, but then, uh, so we probably chatted for about a half an hour. Um, and then they really wanted to get to uh, doing some physical stuff. <laughs> physical stuff, uh, yeah. I was very happy to do because I'm in their court as a person also always. Uh, I know um, you're, you're very physical. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we, I started just with how to, um, you know, if somebody is going to try to strike you, how to block that. And um, I, I asked them what other things people would do and choking was something, uh, somebody from in front of them or behind them. So I, uh, with Randy being there and my husband, Randy, he's a pretty big guy. Um, I had him choke me and then I demonstrated how I might get out of that. And the, <laughs> one of the really funny things was I talked about as a female, the easy ways to, uh, hurt a male and, um, <laughs> you know get away <laughs> and in a very Krav Maga fashion is what I'm thinking <laughs> being choked from the front that would that was a pretty easy thing to show them right and these teenage girls were rolling on the ground laughing and explaining <laughs> that there were a couple of the construction men working on the school building and all of them stopped what they were doing to look at the <laughs> and spectacle kind of walked over and they weren't that happy with what i was showing the girls i bet not yeah because they're, they're, they don't want to be on the receiving end right right but as i told the girls hey if somebody is trying to hurt you you know you can try to talk your way out of it and please do but if that is not working you get out of it you are worth protecting and this is one way you can get out if that's not going to work I'll show you a couple other ways and we talked about a few other ways um and definitely ways that would not do lasting damage. One of my really fun things in class is you show us options that do both. Yeah, I think that's important. Now, I think, let me yeah. rephrase, that is important because you, we all have to have a force continuum. Just mm -hmm. like when I, police, when I teach police officers, most of the police officers don't need lethal force training um, with empty hands. Sometimes, obviously, they do have to have a portion of that. But if they're arresting someone or whatever, they need to be able to contain them and control them in a way that it doesn't hurt them. And, and now, nowadays, that's becoming more and more of a focal point for our police forces. But also, 
everyday people. So if you notice in class, what we always start with the basic, the very simple basic, usually it's escape, it's an escape. And then we have, so we have got stun and run or, stun and run or escaping. So escaping is usually not hurting them. Stun and run is, you, you know, you'll whack them some, somewhere where it hurts and then you get away. And then we have, you know, down and out where you're incapacitating them, taking them down. And you don't always have to do out either, as you all know. We can just take them down and, and run, or sometimes we can take them down and, and either contain them or finish them off. And then we have restraining control. So I'm happy to hear that you are fully utilizing your, uh, your training with not only the spectrum of force, but also... And really, more importantly, is the ethic of it. And and you have a very good clarity, I think, of what the whole Peace Walker approach, including the martial arts portion of it, in, encompasses. And for you to go overseas and to share that with, with women who absolutely need it, I just, I'm, I'm, to say I'm tickled pink would be an understatement. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, when I go back, I just yesterday was um, Zooming with Dr. Betty and, and uh, said, hey, do you want me to do this again? She's like, absolutely. I said, you know, tell me what, what cultural things to avoid and which ways you go. She's like, these girls need to be protected. Here's two things to avoid, but everything else, you do it. That's so. really cool. Yeah. So, so what was their re reaction aside from rolling around laughing? <laughs> what was their reaction? Have, have you heard from any of them? Are they still practicing at all or anything? They are. They're they're practicing on each other. And <laughs> the interesting thing, there were two or three of them that I was teaching them like how to do if like a punch and a kick without, you know, breaking your wrist and all of that. Man, there were some girls that were naturals. Uh, and there's actually a world-class boxer, a Ugandan woman that like was in the Olympics and won. Oh. And so I'm going to bring a little information about, there's a, a, um, a kickboxer, I think, and a boxer that from Uganda that have been like high world level. So I'm just going to bring a little inspirational stuff. I think that's really cool. Well, I'm trying to think too. I mean, Muhammad Ali, when he was fighting, they did the Thunder Down Under, which was in, I think it was in the Congo is when where he fought. Because I don't know how many people know about Muhammad Ali, but when Muhammad Ali, because Muhammad Ali was in the Olympics, he had a lot of potential. He had a couple fights and then he didn't agree with Vietnam. So he, he was a dodge, uh, a draft dodger. So he did, he dodged the draft. So they, they revoked his license to be able to box. So they had several fights that were outside of the United States because they, he couldn't get sanctioned the fight. And one was in, I believe in the Congo, I think was the thunder down under, um, the other one was uh, Thrilla in Manila. Uh, but I think he fought. And, and again, Africa is a huge, 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 huge country. I don't even know where Uganda is in comparison to. Yeah, we're about 30 miles from the border with Congo. Oh, well, that's closer than my, they're 
that's way closer than I was thinking. I mean, I, I didn't know. I, I don't really have a reference. I know, you know, Morocco, the you know, Israel, where, you know, kind of where that is and uh, those types of countries. But I'm not that familiar with uh, all of the locations of the African countries. So so that's so it wasn't too far away. But that's really cool that you're able to that you found some of their own uh, natural born Ugandans that are that are uh, good and big into the sport and successful. Yeah, and, and I, did I, the, you say they're women? Yes, they're both yeah. women. The kickboxer and the boxer are both women. Yeah, even better. That's awesome. I know. I know. The other cool thing that they want to do, and I love this, is some of the staff that are women are then going to follow up um, conversations with the girls on when they do leave and they are looking for husbands, how to um, be picky, I guess. Look for men that are going to Treat uh, respect your strength and you know not be scared of that right. and how you can, you know look for men of good attributes well and you there's no better person to help them than you i mean in, in your own way that you do because of your clarity with peace walker stuff martial arts stuff your faith obviously and you know you and randy have been married for like you said for 40 years you've got a yeah. i don't want to put words into either of your mouths but from the outside looking in it looks like you have a very well balanced marriage and you're happy and you love one another and you have you know beautiful family and not without your challenges i i know you've had a lot of challenges uh for many you know many reasons and many things over the years as we all do because that's life and you you're consistently able to navigate those things in a positive way and make a change not only in your own life and your family's life, but in the world around you. And holy cow, that's, uh, I don't think many people just in general, but definitely young ladies could have a much better mentor than, than you to help them through some of that stuff. Thanks. Yeah. I love it. I'm very excited for you and for them. And, uh, and you said you're going back in this about five weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know you and I have been talking a little bit about, you know, the, the training part two. So I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Yeah. I, I uh, want a little of your input. <laughs> I would love to, to help. And, uh, and then you have to let me know how that goes, that goes as well and keep me up to date on it. And those things, actually, before I move on, do you have anything more you want to share with that? Or you, is that a good, good transition point? No, no, I think that's pretty much it. Well, thank you for the story, which it wouldn't have mattered had you done the Ugandan uh, experiment with the gals. I would have still have asked you, but it just makes it even more poignant that you had that experience in recent months. Uh, because as you know, obviously not the the listeners don't know yet but you know chris because i asked you but in september we are doing the inaugural the first annual peace walker live which is a camp and conference to where it's a three-day event so it's two hours on friday all day saturday and half a day sunday and this is a little bit different right it's a little bit different 
where it's not going to be the Craig show. <laughs> I, I put this together very specifically to highlight people in our community. So I asked you, Chris, to participate and to be an instructor. We have about 15 instructors that will be participants. And in that, and I, I'll, I'll instruct and I'll kind of MC and I'll bookend things and tie things in to being a peace walker because the idea of this conference and it's done at a it's done at a Boy Scout camp, which is really cool. It's a beautiful facility, and we're going to be doing a low ropes course, not for just the activity of it, but because for team building. And I'm going to give everybody an overview of the Peace Walker uh, framework, and I'll teach some sessions, and then I'm really handing it off to the different instructors. So there'll be about five sessions. And each of the five sessions will have three different instructors. And the participants will have the ability to choose what instructor they want to do, kind of what track they want to run in. So one instructor will be something physical. So it would be, you know, maybe martial art, Krav Maga, self-defense, defensive tactics, could be security, you know, handcuffing positions, could be things dealing with CPL, a concealed uh Pistol license um, could be first responder things, meaning, you know, how do you stop a bullet hole from, from, you know, killing you or how do you, you know, how do you tend to a wound? Um, another category is going to be conflict management. So how do you manage conflict more effectively? And then we're going to have a handful of folks doing leadership type uh, programs. And the cool thing about this is basically they're they're all people I know and I do work with. About half of them are directly related to the Peace Walker community and the Ronin Academy. And the other half are people that I that I do work with or done work with who, although they haven't been through any of the Peace Walker programs, they embody it. And I asked you, Chris, to be part of it, because not only are you part of the process, both in Peace Walker and at the local academy with the physical stuff, but you also embody it. My guess is had had I met you previous, you know, and before you've trained with me, I would have had the same feeling. I think now I'll be as I'll be so bold to say, I think in that case, it's more clear and, and you have more skills and tools to pull from. Uh, but you definitely not only talk the talk, you walk the walk. And that's why I asked you. And I really appreciate you taking me up on it. So for you folks out there, if you're interested at all at being a participant, uh, where I'm hoping we'll have a large group of people coming together. And so you can share not only in the knowledge, but also in the community and connection of being a peace walker, of being a protector, because it's important. It's so important that we contain our community and expand that community and help people to understand that we need to have connection. We need to come together. So this is going to be an annual event to where people from all over, hopefully all over the world, I do have peace walker affiliates all over the world if they will hopefully they'll be joining some of us will be joining us but definitely in the local and national 
uh, realm be joining us for these conferences and uh, where we can connect and we can learn from one another and others can be taken into our community, into the fold and see real time how people like Chris is are using this perspective and using these skills and using these strategies to literally change the world, change themselves and change other people. So enough of me with the uh, the lead in on that. If you anybody out there, if you want information on it and you want to get registered, uh, if you go, the website's not up yet on it, but it will be pretty soon. But if you email me at peacewalkerlife.com, well, I'm sorry, peacewalkerlife at gmail.com. That's peacewalkerlife at gmail.com. I will put you on the list and get you the information so you can reserve your spot. Uh, and there you go. So that's going to be in September 29th, 30th, and October 1st of 2023. So enough of me. Now I asked you, Chris, to be a part of it. And we talked a little bit about what you might teach. So you're going to do an hour-long breakout session. And can you share a little bit about what that session is going to entail? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, before you had asked me if I would uh, lead a session, I was already planning on coming to it, but to the nice. weekend. So, well, now and, you get to go for free because, because uh, all the instructors get to go at no cost. <laughs> you didn't even mention that. I would have paid. <laughs> Well, I'll still take money. Oh. I take tips. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm um, kidding. Take you out for a drink or something. Hey, I'll take you up on that. All right. Tacos in a drink. I like that. I've got to get off my uh, cleanse. I'm still on my, I'm almost going, been going vegan. It's, uh, I, I haven't done to drop weight, but obviously I have. I've dropped like 10 pounds. And, uh, but it's really just to eat cleaner and to feel, feel better and more energetic. I've really been playing around a lot with my, with my diet to see if I can dial things into for more performance and all that. And I've got another story about that at another time, but uh, I got, I got myself into some trouble with my diet. So oh. that, that's for uh, that. I'm sharing that on the peace Walker coaching call this month. So. Okay. Well, that actually sounds interesting also. <laughs> yeah. So you'll, you'll, you'll be privy to that, uh, on the coaching call this month, but right. yeah, I'm rambling on here. I'm, I'm stealing the spotlight. I want to put it back on you. So you're going to do a, uh, a session and you were going to pay and then what? now you don't have to. So woohoo! <laughs> yes. Now so, yeah. you get so to pay. Any kind of, uh, outdoorsy retreaty, uh, get to kick things and shoot guns is my kind of a, do we get to shoot? I don't know. There Maybe. is a shooting range there. Oh, okay. There is a shooting range there. However, we are not going to be, um, it's a, it, well, let me rephrase. It's a range. It's a archery range. They don't have, they don't have, um, it's too close to residential areas to do actual shooting range. All right. So we will not be doing shooting, shooting. Uh, the firearms instructors that will be there will probably be doing like weapons retention and drawing and stuff like yeah. that. But we will not, there will be no live shooting. All right. Well, I'm I really sorry. suck at archery. Yeah. So I could. I That's could. right. We can use it. <laughs> we can use our airsoft. <laughs> uh, anyway, so you were uh, asking me if I would um, speak about relationships. 
And so, yeah, that certainly is a big topic, a challenging topic. Um, as I was thinking about it, at least, you know, as I was thinking about it, I think that uh, it probably is the thing that makes or breaks our enjoyment of life. You know, if, if I was going to put that on one thing, because relationships are like, I right away think about relationships with other people. So yeah. our family, our friends, our spouse, our kids. Um, and from a protector standpoint, I mean, I can expand upon that too. Yes, it is absolutely for our own enjoyment, but it, relationships are a double-edged sword. They are both our most dangerous things, especially for women. And they yeah. are the most beautiful and wonderful things for all of us. And if we can't manage relationships with other people, you're going to live not only a less fulfilling life, but you're going to live a more dangerous life. You're going to live a more difficult life. You're not going to excel in your personal life, in your public life, or in your professional life, right? The professional aspects of relationships are huge, and they're being stressed a lot right now because of the online presence that we have, people have not forgotten how to communicate. They communicate just fine, but face-to-face -face relationship, close, intimate connections that are real, not online, not fake. They could totally encompass online, but really getting to the bottom and, and, and plumbing the depths of those things. Because if you think about it too, there's been a lot of research studies that have been done about the proponent of violence. And if you look at the proponent of violence, one of the largest factors, not contributing factors, but the largest causations are broken families and lack of leadership, oftentimes male leadership in the young person's life that leads them down the path to crime and violence. Um, so yes, it's just about enjoyment. Absolutely. If you already have healthy relationships or, you know, borderline healthy relationships that you want to improve upon. But even aside from that, it's essential for, for our own community's health and our country's health and the global health. It's essential. Think about, I think about those 3000 women that you're talking about who were raped or, you know, being impregnated, not consensual. And that's just a small little piece of a larger picture. So, so what you have to offer, I think is essential. It's not, it's not only for the enjoyment, that's a huge part of it, but it's also essential that we can continue to create these beacons of light and hope and protection for people around us. So again, I started, I started seeing the spotlight again. I'm going to put it back to you. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're, saying exactly what what I'm thinking also um and but really relationships are a lot more than with other people I'll take it to the um sort of the internal and the vertical again yes. it's relationships this way but man when my when I'm not in good relationship with myself and you are saying you're trying to tweak your diet right so you you're saying to yourself hey I'm going to treat my body this way you're kind of making a pact with yourself when when i tell myself 
hey, these are, this is the way I want to live. And then I constantly break it where my integrity with myself sucks. I find that I break integrity with other people quicker too. Absolutely. I mean, it's just like what we were talking about earlier about the the gals in Uganda. If you don't love yourself and respect yourself and have a good relationship with yourself, it's it's impossible to have good relationships with other people, good, honest, open, healthy relationships. And I and I I believe you'll be putting this in there, too. But I definitely want to give you not that I have to, but I'll give you my full permission, too, because I know your faith is very important to you with your with your relationship with God and Jesus, because you're Christian. And I inspire you and encourage you to share that portion of it too, because that's a big part of your approach. Um, And I think that's important. And I know that you'll do it in a respectful way. That's still open for people who may not have those same views, but I think that's important too. Whatever, whatever faith the individual believes in, it's important to have that relationship with that bigger, that bigger purpose that, you know, call it God, call it nature, call it whatever you want to call it, you know, whatever the person is. And I know uh, that's a huge part of your life as well. And, oh, speaking of, I don't want to sidetrack too much, but are the Ugandan gals, are they Christian? Um, interesting. No, not one of them when they came. Um, the Ugandan, the country, the Church of Uganda is an Anglican faith, okay, but it's more of a Catholic faith, yeah. And their Catholic and Christian are a different thing. Oh, it's funny because I was going to say, you know, me, I grew up Catholic, but yeah. in my, in my, uh, I don't know, I can make fun of myself, but I. I put them all in the same category. <laughs> so when I say Christian, I mean like all the denominations, yeah. even though I know there are distinct differences. No. And in the United States, uh, Catholic and Christian are very close. Yeah. Uh, in the Dominican Republic, that's not true. And in Uganda, that's not really true. What's the differences, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, no? it's... I mean, what are the main differences? I know Too big of a conversation, all I right. think. Maybe another, maybe another one. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over another beers time. and tacos. <laughs> and I'm not sure I completely understand it, but in both countries, I am assured it is not. It is not similar. Huh. Um, and then in both countries, there is sort of the, I'll say, animist or um, witch doctor. Witchcraft is very big. Absolutely, yeah, because all those indigenous um, tribal. Yep, the yeah, tribal. Like, the, like in Haiti and Dominican probably has a lot of it too. You know, the I don't know what they call it, the hoodoo voodoo or whatever there, you know. Yep, the, yep. and in Uganda, who, um, I'm having a very specific team meeting on that because there is a witch doctor and her, hus- her husband is a wizard living, two of them, on the property. Mm. And they daily curse send curses on to dr betty and there's some very real ramifications that happen yeah Um, we we, uh yeah and my team gotta understand what they're gonna be seeing and possibly feeling yeah you have to respect that 
culture and what you're what you're getting yourself into and and those and that'd be a really cool conversation at least over like drinks and tacos but maybe even maybe even on a podcast i mean it's kind of going off topic of peace walker stuff but 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 not really because it it's uh, the cultural power that those things have people kind of poo poo them like it's all superstition but if you're immersed in a culture that believes that way sees things that way you, you know it, you can get some interesting things going down that are not healthy and and uh or that are too i mean they're you know whole faith community and that type of thing but yeah. i didn't know they were um because i know there's a large muslim faction in, in and in uganda that that's huge um and the the mixture of um, the way the Muslim community is expanding itself in Uganda is a very interesting, They've, the two tactics that are going on are very interesting also. Huh. But again, that's another longer conversation. A lot of cool conversations coming up. So, but let's get back to the uh, the conference campus second. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I would love to have a um, talk about relationships overall but include the friends family thing but also include marriage talk about um having strategies for healthy confrontations with randy and i um we had to develop a couple of very strategic ways to approach each other when one of us needed to have a confrontation yeah um and i think in dating or marriage relationships you can avoid things by having a couple of strategies in place um but also i think as individuals if we can figure out what our um personal guiding principles are and for me that includes some god things yep. some jesus things um but we each if we take the time to think about how we want to present our best self to the world, you know, what our guiding principles are, then we can really be healthy and have the healthiest relationships. It's, it's a real good baseline. Nice. And so I wanted to kind of bring that as part of the conversation too. Cool. And, and also, I mean, you have been in the past and my guess is in the future, a, a relationship coach. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. not like this is just all conjecture. I mean, you have skills that you've helped um, instill in other people to begin healing and helping their relationships. Mm -hmm. And so sharing those, having the discussions, I think is important and also sharing the tactics and, and strategies that you're talking about. So people have a, a tangible, you know, step-by-step -step approach yeah um is very helpful i'm i am excited obviously i so what i'm going to be doing at that time is i i'm going to kind of have to bounce around you know to the different sessions so i can at least experience a little bit of, of each of them and uh i'm excited to see see what you what you uh what you create yeah it's going to be awesome it is and then uh friday night and saturday night we're also going to have campfires so if people want to hang out, bring some food. We have barbecue grills and that. We'll throw some some uh, food on the grill and 
have a nice connecting conversation and connection around the around the fire a bunch of crazy peace walkers you know changing the world and changing our own lives and making everybody's everybody's experience around us better too so and hopefully the idea is that this would be a the plan is for this to be a yearly event so we can all come together once a year from wherever we're at and connect and share and uh before you know kind of recharge and reboot ourselves so when we go back out in the world and our own individual missions that we can do that more effectively and, and keep those connections strong looking forward to it so once again if you're out there listening to this and you think that that might be kind of cool maybe you want to meet chris personally and and experience what she has to offer on that and myself and all the other instructors that will be aboard for that it's gonna be a great time a lot of skills being built team building learn about the peace walker approach uh, connect with some really cool people learn some new and useful things live a better life be a better leader you gotta get a hold of me peacewalkerlife at gmail.com just shoot me a quick email doesn't have to be very long just that you're interested in the 2023 Peace Walker Live Conference. And I'll get you the information and I'll get you the link when we have it up. Probably in the next couple of weeks, we'll have it up. So lastly, Chris, I wanted to um, revisit what you were talking about with your organization and its ties with Peace Walker. I'm curious about that. So we have a kind of a short closing conversation on that before we wrap things up. Because I know you're a busy gal. You probably have things to do rather than talk all day on on the <laughs> Zoom interview. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just, uh, as I was thinking about how I wanted to name my LLC, um, because everybody was saying, oh, you're Global Missions Consultant. Name it that, right? Consider no. sounds way better. Holy cow, I'm <laughs> jealous. I want that name. <laughs> yeah, I wanted something where I could change the tagline um whenever I wanted to so I wanted people to uh be able to consider just different options like consider uh how you could change this situation consider what another person's perspective could be consider oh let's see I've got an entire tagline um consider most good least harm just like a little one word or one phrase consider being curious consider um what led up to this i can so, just hear I, so many cool i mean from a marketing standpoint from a retention standpoint from an inspirational standpoint from a um operational standpoint that is just again i'm jealous <laughs> you're always telling what's the one thing you always tell me in class your big word relax relax yeah Let's relax more aloha <laughs> I, i'm thinking can my somehow my name can be consider relaxing you know so how can, depending on what I'm doing with this specific mission trip or experience, 
I can customize it. So now is that going to be um, consulting and trips and what, what does it entail? What, what do you envision it entailing at this point? You know, I don't have any idea where it's going to go right now. It's just starting with the consulting that I'm doing for our church, which right. is Keystone Community Church. And it is between the Dominican Republic and Uganda. I've been talking to a variety of other organizations in developing um, sort of a legal framework oh, sure. around security protocols. Yeah right now for um some international travel i don't know i don't know if it's going to expand or not i honestly don't care that's cool it's a good start i think it's a good you have a good foundation you have a good heart you have a good mission and i think the the visions will continue to come to you as they are needed and inspired i think that's good yeah i'm i'm wide open nice but no, I'm really, it's been exciting, you know, obviously meeting you and having you at the academy and getting to know you so much better and watching you as you were an entrepreneur and a successful entrepreneur. And I knew you'd wanted to get out of that for a while and to see that actually come into fruition and see you actually do something with it because you have too much to share to not share it. You have so much to offer. I'm so happy and pleased that you are out there inspiring other people and sharing it. And if there's anything that I can do to help you in your process of that, please continue to let me know. Well, thank you. I will. Because I think it's important that we have more leaders like you out there inspiring other people in a very strong but positive way, and and both men and women. And uh I think that's really, it's always been needed and it's obviously needed right now. So, so thank you very much, Chris, for joining me today. I really appreciate your time and I'm really looking forward to seeing you at the Academy more often. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really looking forward (laughs) to hearing about all your adventures. Yeah. And obviously at the camp, in the conference, I'm looking forward to peeking in on your session and hearing all the positive results that we get from there. Yeah, thanks. All right, gang. Thank you also, all the listeners out there, for joining me and Chris today on the Peace Walker podcast. So once again, if you want information on that upcoming Peace Walker Live, it's going to be Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. September 29th, 30th, and October 1st of 2023. Just shoot me a quick email at peacewalkerlife at gmail.com and I'll get you information and the link when it's up so you can register. Aside from that, gang, keep going. We'll see you next time around.